it's the end of the year and we've been praying about what God still has on his heart for us. The temptation is always there to just say, okay, the holiday seasons are upon us, so let's just get through it. But been seeking God on what is on his heart and we're going to talk about his rest for the next few weeks. We're going to talk about resting in him, resting in his plan and resting in his salvation. And we're going to be looking at the narrative of the Christmas story out of the Gospel of Luke. So if you have your Bible, you're welcome to turn there. We'll have the scriptures up on the screen as well. But here's my invitation to you this morning, that you would position yourselves for true rest. There is a resting, the Bible says, that we all need, and that's sleep. Psalm 127 speaks about this. It says, God is busy building, and unless he's building... We are building in vain. But then it carries on to say that he gives to his beloved in their sleep. Sleep is a very natural thing. But you know what? There's something that happens when you rest not only in the natural, but also completely in Jesus Christ. And we're going to see how this message is brought through in the life of Mary in her trusting of Jesus and resting in his purposes. And my invitation is that as you get ready to say goodbye to this year, as you get ready to welcome a new year, that you wouldn't just buy a choppy and go to the beach and hang out with family. Because all of those things are great, but you will really find true rest if you can say like David, better is a moment in your presence than a thousand elsewhere. Who would like to go on a three-year holiday? Anyone out there? Who would like to have all the money in the world to spend on that holiday? Anyone out there? Did you know that according to that scripture, that you could come back from a three-year all-expenses-paid holiday anywhere in the world and you can still be tired? Because true refreshing and rest is only found in God. And this year has been a year personally for me where he taught me that in a great measure. And I'm grateful for that. So my prayer this morning is that you position yourself for true rest over the next few weeks. Let's read together. We're going to read out of the gospel according to Luke. My message this morning is simply called Rest in Him. And we know the story well, but read, read it together and see what God has in store for us. We're going to read verses 26 to 38 to start with. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. Of his kingdoms there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who has called barren. 
for nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, as we study a few thoughts and a few verses this morning, I pray that you would anoint your word and that your word would be fulfilled. And we want to say like Mary, Father, we are servants of the most high God. So let it be as your word speaks in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Can you imagine the emotion that Mary felt in that moment when she heard this news? Can you imagine all the tension and all the drama she was playing through her head when she was visited by an angel like this? And she had to think about what what does it mean to me personally? Trying to submit to the sovereign plan of God, but in that is a lot of humanity and a lot of, this is difficult. And I looked at that and I thought, you know what? We can relate so much to Mary in this story. There's a lot that we can't relate to because of God's sovereign plan in her life. But just looking at her humanity, and that's what we're gonna study over the next few weeks, there is so much that we can relate to. Where we're often in that position when we understand there is a sovereign God with a sovereign will and a sovereign plan, but yet our hearts do get troubled and we do worry from time to time, right? Life happens, it's real. And I think when we study the word, we've got to often pause and think about these individuals and what went through them in those moments. It said that Mary was greatly troubled and she asked, how will this be? Who of you have felt greatly troubled and asked, how will this be throughout this year? Anyone? <laughs> Who of you feel that often? <laughs> and we're going to study three things that the messenger of the Lord speaks to her, which I feel that principally we can apply in our own lives to really enter into a position of rest. I love how God works. He didn't only come and say, Mary, you are chosen. You've got to do this now. Figure it out. He comes with everything she needs to be able to not be greatly troubled and asking a whole lot of questions of how will this be. And we're going to find three statements that the angel speaks over her to remind her that there is a rest that she can live in. And then we're going to see later on how this all works together so beautifully when we study Mary's song of praise right after this. The first thing that the angel says to her is the Holy Spirit will come upon you. It's a powerful statement because at that point of time, it is not the finished work of the cross and the fulfillment of the promise of the Father that a counselor and the Holy Spirit would come. That's only at the end of the Gospels that we see that into the book of Acts. But he says the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And I can imagine for a minute Mary thinking back about David and the stories that was told. And we read this in 1 Samuel 16, when David was anointed king. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day, the spirit of the Lord rushed upon David in power. I, I can imagine her sitting there and hearing those words like, on me? Isn't that just for the kings? That the angel just say, and I, and I often wonder what it was really like. Was it just he said the things and he left? Or was there a longer moment for her to really hear what he's saying? Because this was profound. 
So I can imagine her stopping there and saying, I understand that for King David it was essential. And I've heard the story that there was the Spirit of God had rested upon him. But truly, for me, is that even possible? And all of a sudden, this greatly distressed and how will this be moment changes with a promise of the Holy Spirit. This is amazing because in Romans 8 verse 11, it says that the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead, the same Spirit of God who raised Jesus in Mary's body lives inside of you and that's each one of us. And just as God raised Christ from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies, not only in the life you're after, but especially in the life you're on earth. To your mortal bodies, he will give Zoe, that's the word for life, abundance, enough, sufficiency, by the same spirit living in you. So we see the spirit that rushed upon David and in this promise by the angel that Mary, don't stress and fret because the power of the Holy Spirit will be upon you. And then we know how that was poured out and the promise was fulfilled with the apostles, but then the continuation for us today is that same very spirit rests upon us. Isn't that profound? And what does it rest for? There it says, to give us life in our mortal bodies. If you want to experience living and the fullness of God and the rest of God, you've got to allow the Holy Spirit to come and rest upon you like he did in the lives of David and in the story of Mary. Because there your mortal body over this December will get the rest that it needs. The second thing that the angel says to her is that the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Isn't that beautiful? And I can imagine Mary remembering that famous song that they sing and that they recall out of Psalm 91 as we know it today. But out of where she's come from, she probably knew those words when the angel said that you will be under the shadow of the Almighty. Again, just like the story of David and the rushing of the Holy Spirit, the angel just affirmed the same God who works in the same way and you will be under his shadow. And let's read this together on Psalm 91 verse 1 to 2 and read it in light of your life. It says, those who live Zoe, in that place of abundance, in the shelter of the Most High, will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I'm going to read that again. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High, not in the shelter of a, another moment on the beach, not in the shelter of a holiday home, those are all good benefits we get to enjoy. But those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Not in the shadow of a tree or under an umbrella, the shadow of the Almighty. Do you guys hear that this morning? You can rest completely under the shadow of the Almighty where you are positioned in a place of shelter and protection that it doesn't matter what happens around you, you will truly find rest and it's possible for us. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He alone is my God and I trust him. Let's make that our prayer at the end of this year. Saying, God, nothing else I find refuge in but you. I had personally a very challenging week 
just it happens. I had many uh, greatly distressed and how can this be moments this week. And yesterday I had to do a wedding in Franschuk. I also needed to stop at the village of Hope in Grabo. So I decided to take the scenic route across the, the mountain. And uh, I enjoyed the wholehearted city in the car on the way there. But just seeing those mountains and just being in a position of worship, I felt just God saying, Pierre, just, just come here. Just under my shadow. And in a, in a matter of minutes, literally, a matter of minutes, he completely refreshed me. Completely. There's nothing else in the world that can do that. And my encouragement to you, to us as a house, is that we would end this year exactly like we started it. Coming to that place of devotion, just staying in the shadow of the Almighty. Because there you will find rest. And there the Holy Spirit will give you life, Zoe life, in your bodies. And in the last statement, I love this one that the angel speaks to us. For nothing will be impossible for God. I don't know what you are worrying about at the moment. I don't know what you are fearing at the moment. I don't know how you think about next year. I don't know what, what makes you stay awake at night. For me, it's simply the southeaster because I live in Gordon's Bay. But some of us might be tossing and turning at night and we've got to hear this this morning, that nothing will be impossible for God. Here was Mary in that moment, like, God, how is this even possible? You've had words spoken over your lives. You've been trusting God things. And some of you are saying, God, how is this even possible? I can imagine her in that moment feeling that. And then the angel says, remember, nothing is impossible for God. And she remembers the amazing prophecy out of Jeremiah. I love the way this is written. It says, ah, Lord God, it is you who've made the heavens and the earth by your great power and by your outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. Make your prayers this season, not once of, ah, Lord Jesus, how are we even gonna do that? Make it ones of, ah, Lord God, it is you. By your great power and your outstretched arms created everything I see. There's nothing that you cannot do. And the angel reminded Mary of that. And if we can do these three things over this season, if we can rest with the knowing that his spirit is in you, if we can rest with the knowing that his shadow is over you, and that we can rest with the knowing that his limitless power is for you, you will truly find rest over this season. Isn't that amazing? The Bible says that we should not strive. But then later on, it speaks about striving in Hebrews chapter four, where it says strive to enter his rest. That's the only kind of striving that God is for us. And you know what? It's not an effortful striving. It's just one like Mary where she's in that place and God knows exactly what's in her heart and what she needs to hear. And he speaks that life over you. So if you rest knowing that his spirit is on you, if you rest in the shadow 
of the Almighty. And if you rest at knowing that next year and the year thereafter and your current challenges and whatever you're fearing and whatever you're doubting, that there's a God who stands over all of that and who stands tall and mighty, who can perform everything, you will truly experience rest. And then the most beautiful moment in the story to me personally is when Mary, just after that, she went to visit her sister, Elizabeth, and then she started praising God. And that's what we're gonna do this morning as we continue with a few more songs of praise. Our prayer is really that if you take a CD home today, that it wouldn't just be something you listen to, but that, that like Mary, you could find a place where you let your praises ring over this season. Not the praise of the amazing gift you might get. Not the praise of how much you love your family. Again, fantastic benefits of God. We get to enjoy those here on earth. But ultimately at the bottom, can we be like Mary who, after she met in the presence of God's messenger, stand back and say, God, I completely trust you because you are sovereign over all. Listen to the beautiful words of Mary's song of praise. She sang this, she said, I'm bursting with God news. I'm dancing the song of my Savior God. God took one good look at me and look what happened. I'm the most fortunate woman on earth. What God has done for me will never be forgotten. The God whose very name is holy, set apart from all others, His mercies flow in wave after wave on those who are in awe before Him. He bared His arm and showed His strength. He scattered the bluffing braggarts. He knocked tyrants off their high horses. He pulled victims out of the mud. The starving poor sat down to a banquet. The callous rich were left out in the cold. He embraced His chosen child and He remembered and piled the mercies, piled them high. It's exactly what he promised, beginning with Abram up to right now. Isn't that beautiful? This is what God is doing for us. I'm going to read a few again. His mercies flow in wave after wave on those who are in awe before him. He piled those mercies and he piled them high. Lord Jesus, we thank you. That your word over today is rest. That your word over today is the finished work. That your word over today is as we stand in awe before you, we get to experience the waves of your mercies piling up over us this morning. I pray as we continue to seek you through our singing today, that we'll experience how your mercies cover us and how we can get under the shadow of Almighty God. Holy Spirit, come and rest upon us. Jesus, pull us close so we can rest in your shadow. And may we leave you with an understanding that nothing is impossible for you, our sovereign God. Thank you, Lord Jesus.